Excited Utterance, The Evidence and Proof Podcast, Episode Number 84, Bobby Hargis, Opinion-Based Character Evidence. Welcome to Excited Utterance. I'm your host, Ed Chang, from Vanderbilt Law School. Excited Utterance is your podcast for cutting-edge scholarship and developments in the world of evidence. We bring virtual workshops to you throughout the academic year. This week, our guest is Bobby Hargis. Bobby is the Adams and Reese Distinguished Professor of Law at Loyola University, New Orleans. Bobby's research and teaching are in the areas of evidence, mediation and arbitration, and criminal law and procedure. Our podcast today features Bobby's new article, Is Louisiana Shutting Its Doors in the Face of Probative and Reliable Opinion Character Evidence? The article was published last year in the Loyola Law Review and co-authored with Ileana Todorovich. In it, Bobby discusses Louisiana's implementation of Rule 405. Under the federal rules, when character evidence is presented, it may be through the use of reputation or opinion evidence. This was a change from the common law rule, which only allowed reputation evidence. Louisiana, however, chose to stick with the common law rule when it adopted the federal rules. Bobby talks about Louisiana's preference for reputation over opinion and whether the distinction is justified. Bobby, delighted to have you on Excited Utterance. Welcome. Thanks, Ed, for having me. Glad to be here. Before digging into the specifics of your paper, I wanted to begin with a broad question. At least for most of our listeners, I think the one thing we know about Louisiana law is that unlike other states, it has civil law origins or at least civil law influences. But you know in your paper that as of at least 1989, Louisiana largely adopted the federal rules of evidence as its own. Could you give us a quick overview about Louisiana evidence law, maybe from a 30,000 feet perspective. What was it like before the adoption of the Louisiana Code of Evidence? And why did Louisiana ultimately get on board with the federal rules? Louisiana is a civil law jurisdiction, basically deriving from the French code, the civil code in France. But evidence law is based on the common law. In Louisiana, prior to the enactment of the Code of Evidence in 1989, there were two different series of rules, rules in civil cases as well as rules in criminal cases. In civil cases, Louisiana followed the common law, the United States, word by word, rule by rule. But in criminal cases, we had reputation evidence being allowed to be brought in by the defendant under the mercy rule when the defendant wanted to show that he had a character that was inconsistent with the charge brought by the prosecution. So the key to the use of character evidence in criminal cases was the defendant who opened the door. But in civil cases, character evidence simply could not be used. So although in Louisiana we have a civil law origin, evidence is basically the common law like other states in the United States. So the evidence laws were always like the common law. So it wasn't a significant change for Louisiana to just simply adopt the federal rules like most other states. That is correct. Louisiana 
had the reputation of it as being admissible. There were concerns about opinion like other states had when they adopted rules on evidence. So I would say that Louisiana is no different than any other state as far as the origins of evidence law. Okay, so let's turn to your paper. One difference that Louisiana has with the federal rules shows up in Rule 405, the focus of your paper. And as you point out, you actually have a number of states that go along this line as well. So under the federal rules, of course, character under 405 can be proven either through reputation or opinion. But Louisiana kept the common law rule, which only allows proof by reputation. To bring everyone up to speed, can you just explain briefly the difference between reputation and opinion, of course, and then why Louisiana might have chosen the way it did, which is to retain the common law rule and not go with the reform that the federal rules had proposed? Reputation in the community is merely a collection of statements and opinions passed on from one person to the next or shared within a group. Is merely a product of organized gossip. In other words, reputation is the general opinion of people in the community as to a person's character traits. It is one way and the most common way to prove character. On the other hand, opinion, which is another way of proving character, is defined as a belief, an inference, or an impression held by a witness about the issue in question. It is easier for litigants in a trial, in my opinion, to evaluate the validity and accuracy of an opinion because the witness's personal opinion can be thoroughly cross-examined in court, while the general community cannot be cross-examined for credibility, bias, and reliability issues. A reputation witness cannot be thoroughly cross-examined about the credibility, biases, and reliability of those other persons to whom he has talked. So those are the definitions of reputation an opinion. In Louisiana, the common law rule was you could not bring in opinion character evidence. But in 1988, when the Louisiana Code of Evidence was passed, it replicated the federal rules of evidence in that both reputation and opinion evidence were allowed under Article 405 and Article 608, Article 608 dealing with credibility. Well, Ed, I would say that why we have no opinion allowed now is because politics got into the way of the enactment of the code. What the trial lawyers liked, the defense lawyers didn't like. What the prosecutors wanted, the criminal defense attorneys did not want. So several groups had enough power to stop an evidence code from being enacted. At the last minute, all these interests got together, and what we have is a code now that's sort of chopped up because of the specific interest by each of the groups being prevalent. So when the Article 405 and Article 608 were passed, we had something that looked like the federal rules except that opinion, character evidence was not allowed. That's what happened in 1988 and 1989 with our code of evidence. So what do you think was at stake there? Why is it that certain interest groups didn't want the opinion evidence? One of the reporters of the Louisiana drafters basically said that there was a concern that opinion evidence would allow a criminal defendant to have many more witnesses to come in to say, in my opinion, he doesn't have a character trait like that. That would be one other witness or a series of witnesses that the prosecution would have to deal with. So I think that 
it was politics. They had the power to stop it. And what we have is now reputation being allowed, which, of course, you have to get witnesses from the community who've talked to other witnesses about a particular individual's character trait. And no one can offer personal opinion. So it's less evidence, I think, that the prosecution would have to tend with at a criminal trial in Louisiana. And it's interesting. So it might have been an administrability issue or just a desire to streamline trials. Your position is that this is wrong, that you would prefer, as you mentioned before, you would prefer that opinion evidence be offered. Hash that out for us. Why is it that opinion evidence is better than reputation? Well, Ed, studies have shown that a person's confidence in his judgment is a measure of his accuracy only when the judgment is formed autonomously, as in the case of personal opinions. In other words, when an opinion is formed autonomously, that is, when the opinion is developed independently of the group or community, the view is more accurate. When you deal with groups or communities, the reputation of a person or the community opinion is often influenced by things that might not accurately reflect the opinion of the community. And I will illustrate by giving you two examples. The collective dynamics of opinion formation in large groups are driven by two major attractors of opinion. The presence of a highly confident individual, we call that the expert effect, and the presence of clusters of low confidence individuals sharing a similar opinion. That's the majority effect. The expert effect is demonstrated by a person that exudes more confidence in an opinion which largely influences and essentially alters a group's opinion on a certain matter. In effect, what the law considers as a person's reputation formed by a community would essentially be a single person's opinion that has been adapted by a large group. On the other hand, the majority effect is illustrated by the fact that a group opinion can be impacted by a smaller subgroup, such as three or four people sharing similar opinions. The opinions of these three or four people can negatively impact the opinion of the group. So what we're saying is that when you deal with opinion and it's formed autonomously, it's more accurate about the character trait in issue. But because of the biases that can affect the group opinion, we think opinion evidence is as reliable as reputation and perhaps even more reliable. So let me offer you a devil's advocate position, though. Okay. So if you have opinion evidence, it would seem to me that the parties would choose members of the community who would have an opinion of the person that is supportive of their position. And then it would be very difficult for a jury to assess who is actually telling the truth, because in many ways, it's just a matter of perspective. The prosecution would offer one particular character witness and the defense would offer a different character witness. And both of those character witnesses are going to feel strongly about their position. And then I think the fact finder has a difficult time determining who's right. Whereas when you have a reputation-based system, there is at least some kind of community consensus. And I, and I concede what you're saying, which is that reputation is not that Everyone has an informed opinion and they form it together. It's not really a wisdom of crowds type thing that you're talking about. Rather than what you have is 
one person or a couple of people influence everyone in the community. But at least I think there's some ground truth, perhaps, in the reputation setting rather than the opinion setting. Are you concerned, Ed, with a battle of opinion witnesses confusing the jury? Is that the concern? Yeah, I think that's that's the primary one. The analogy to the battle of the experts is a very is a very strong one for me, I think. That's where I was going. In our society today, everyone has an expert witness. I've seen articles that say experts are like cell phones. Everyone has one. But juries are able to with very, very complex matters to listen to experts and get it right. I've tried a number of cases, and in most of the cases I've tried, jurors get it right. So I think that if jurors can examine the evidence presented by experts with PhDs and MDs on very complex and technical matters, I think they can understand a person's reputation and opinion evidence from a community or from an individual person. So I understand the argument or the point that you're making, but I just think that opinion, if it's as credible in the theme under the rules of evidence is to bring in all evidence and let the jury make the decision, we are leaving out some very important and perhaps as reliable evidence as reputation evidence. There's another explanation for why we should offer opinion, and you talk about this in your paper as well, which is Cardozo's traditional reason for why we have to offer opinion, which is that in the modern setting, you don't really have the same kind of reputation or community judgment of people. We live in a largely faceless society and only a few people know us. So opinion evidence is in some ways the most practical form of character evidence, assuming that we want character evidence at all. Correct. He made the comment that perhaps even, this was a hundred years ago, in small towns, reputation may be better, but people are mobile today. There are many different communities that exist today that didn't exist in the past. We have internet communities now. People live in one city, work in another, live in one state, work in another. So I would say that the reputation view is correct. Judge Cordoza was correct that reputation is not based on personal knowledge, whereas opinion being based on personal knowledge is better evidence of what the actual character trait is. That's the view that we present in the paper. So question about practical effects. How much of a difference do you think it will make if Louisiana switches from this reputation-only rule to one involving reputation and opinion? And not just in terms of the logistics. You mentioned before that prosecutors were concerned about having a lot of those character witnesses. I'm interested in thinking about do you think you're going to have more complex trials? And do you think you're going to have more accurate trials? Well, Ed, I've talked to a number of my colleagues who teach evidence, and my wife, who is a former prosecutor and now a defense attorney, and they tell me it would practically have no effect at all. The reason being that not too many people call reputation witnesses at the trial. But in my opinion, if we deal with the criminal scenario, for example, if there is a possibility that a defendant, a criminal defendant, can bring in opinion witnesses that might give the jury more evidence, I think even a few more cases where it helps a defendant in a criminal case, then the rule is worth the change. So I think that if opinion evidence is brought in, it may not have a great effect, 
but it may affect the lives of some people. And my statement is, why not allow that if it can make the jury make more accurate decisions about individuals? So I think the most basic effect will be in criminal cases where opinion evidence helps the jury to make a more informed decision. That's my view on that. What do you think your chances are of getting this change passed? Well, I think they're pretty good. My co-author, Ileana Todorovich, and I have drafted a letter. We've drafted a bill, and we've sent it to several of the interests that were critical in acting the code in 1988-1989, and we're waiting for their responses. We hope to introduce a bill in the 2020 legislative session articulating that now character evidence under Article 405 can be proved by reputation or opinion. And the same with Article 608, which is a credibility article. We hope to present it. We hope to testify before the House and the Senate. And we're going to see what happens. So I would say when we present the bill, the other interests would be there. And I hope the legislatures see the benefit of having character evidence include opinion as well as reputation. Final question for you. What's next for you? What kinds of projects are you working on now? And I'm currently examining Louisiana law to see if there are other aspects of the code of evidence that differ from the federal rules of evidence and see if there's any change that I can bring to help the Louisiana code of evidence be the best code it can be. Realizing that states are different, but to the extent that there are differences that should not exist, I hope to explore what those changes are and to see if change is necessary to bring Louisiana evidence in line with the rest of the states and the federal rules of evidence. And is it only just to bring it in line with existing doctrine in the federal rules, or are you thinking about other changes that may be different from the federal rules, but which for various social science reasons or other kinds of research reasons, you've determined that the rules should be different? Well, if there is a good basis for a particular rule, of course, I wouldn't challenge that. But I think the task is, when I teach evidence, when there is a difference, my students are often asking me, why is Louisiana different? On occasion, I can tell them because of perhaps cases I viewed during my research on evidence law. But with other instances that are no good reason that's visible, my question would be, if the change would help the evidence law, why not make it? So I think as a rule, I'm looking at change that would affect society, whether it's civil cases, criminal cases, administrative cases, what have you. So the question is, how can I, as a scholar, improve Louisiana evidence law? That's my task. Well, Bobby, thanks for taking the time to talk about Louisiana's approach to opinion evidence and more generally the debate in character evidence about reputation and opinion. Great having you on the show. My pleasure, Ed. Thanks for having me. As you no doubt heard from my exchanges in the interview, I find this debate to be a rather difficult one. On the one hand, I find Cardozo's reasoning compelling. In modern society, few people have an established reputation per se. Certain individuals might have opinions about other people, but there's a lot less shared knowledge since we're mostly ships passing in the night. If we want any reasonable evidence about character, 
we're likely going to have to use personal opinions. That said, it seems to me that there's a valid intuition at play in the traditional rule. Reputations reflect the judgment of the community rather than a single person. They therefore might be more reliable for that reason. In addition, testimony about reputation is arguably easier for a jury to assess. Reputations are a matter of fact. The reputation witness reports on what the person's reputation is, not what the witness personally thinks. For this reason, opinions, at least character opinions, are far more slippery. I think Abel is a liar. You don't think Abel is a liar. What is the jury supposed to do with those warring opinions? As Bobby and I discussed in the interview, it's analogous to the battle of the experts in the Daubert context. But I'm not so convinced that fact-finders navigate the battle of the experts very well. And just because we face the same problem in the expert context doesn't mean that we should embrace it in the character context. To my mind, the battle of the expert problem is perhaps one of the most difficult problems in expert evidence, both theoretically and practically. And as I argue in a current project, the reason for the battle of the experts may be our over-reliance on an expert's personal opinion. Instead, maybe we should focus on community opinion. Well, that's exactly what the common law and Louisiana do in the character context. Focus on reputation and not on personal opinions. In any event, I think it is always exciting news any time that legal scholarship stands a chance of affecting legal practice. Bobby and his co-author have my best wishes as they try to navigate the Louisiana legislature in their quest to reform Rule 405 in Louisiana. Support for Excited Utterance is generously provided by Vanderbilt Law School's Brandstetter Litigation and Dispute Resolution Program, as well as the Vanderbilt Institute for Digital Learning. The associate producer is Alex Nunn, and the production editor is Grace DiPietro. Additional production assistance is provided by Francesca Rutherford, and music is provided by the Vanderbilt University Blair School of Music's Children's Cello Choir under the direction of Kirsten Castle Greer. I'm your host, Ed Chang, and I hope you'll join us again next time when we take on another new work in the world of evidence and proof. Thank you.